Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Doe. And, and you're this listening. Is, <laughs> this is or you're listening to. Hi, I'm Mel. Which one are we going to say, though? And you're listening okay. to. Okay. okay. <laughs> the same as last time. Yeah, you go. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Doe. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Crying Amazing Crazy. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so here we are, our second episode, special, yay, yay we, we did, did it. it, we're doing it again. <laughs> um, our first episode, just thanks so much to everyone that actually listened and gave us feedback, that was really rad, we weren't expecting half of you to listen, so that's awesome, thanks yeah. so much. and I want to give a special shout out to those people who listened to the first one who are now listening to the second yes, one. Yes, lucky you. That means that you are hanging in there, <laughs> you're going for it. Awesome. Also, I think uh, we, the two of us just wanted to give a quick little special shout out to the boys in our lives for um, helping us um, through these initial parts. Emotional so, support, mostly. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Chris and Edgar. Thank you. Thanks, guys. So I think for the first part of this episode, I wanted to talk about uh, something that I experienced while seeing the movie Baby Driver. Okay, baby. <laughs> it was very hot. I never wanted to see that movie, and it was so hot out that I agreed to go see Baby Driver so that I could, like, nap in the theater. Uh-huh. But do you like um, Edgar Wright? Like, do you... The I don't director? Know. Oh, I don't know. What else has he done? He's done Scott Pilgrim. Oh. Didn't you like that movie? That's yeah, like I, one did. Of, okay. I did. I did. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, and he did, like, the, um, the, what's it called? Those, um, those British zombie funny oh, movies. right. Yeah. <laughs> I I always I'm fell asleep like the to those. I'm like Edgar Wright fan. I know all the names of his movies. Obviously. Clearly, but anyway, so we went and saw Baby Driver, and the opening scene, like my eyes were watery, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't excited. I wasn't sad. I had no tie to these characters yet, but it was just like I was overcome with emotion at the opening driving scene of Baby Driver. So I, I just thought that was really weird. Um, and something to consider talking about. Yeah, let's explore that. Let's dive into that. Dive um, my in. first question was, was that the first time you've experienced air conditioning in some time? <laughs> because perhaps you were just having like a physical Maybe. Like it's finally here. My body's cold. Sweating profusely. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe. I, or I was just like very much forward looking looking very much forward to a nap that I didn't take because the movie was actually really good. So you liked uh, it? I did, yeah. yeah I, I, I it loved it. Like, the way that they use the music is so good. It was um, cool, yeah. It was like, there were some parts that were cheesy, but I was sure. totally entertained the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, but can I say that, that the main chick in it, the girl from Downton Abbey, his, like, girlfriend or whatever? Oh, she's from Downton Abbey? Yes. Wow, okay. Um, she... Is British. She's Cinderella from the Disney. Oh wow! Which was crappy. I saw that. Yeah, was, I didn't like it. Oh, that. Or I chick. tried watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the other girl. Never no, mind. Yeah, yeah. No, the, his the good baby's girl. baby. Yeah, baby's baby. Um, she does a terrible American accent. I feel <laughs> like I feel like you could totally tell that she's British the entire time. That's funny. I didn't even wasn't even paying attention. I was just googly eyes over the. 
baby boy. So why do you think you were emotional about it? So, well, I dug in, into this topic a little bit and did a little research. And basically, I figured out that I'm too emotional and I probably have an anxiety problem. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> in so much that I'm so overcome with emotion um, and that it's a stress reliever. It's just like your natu- your body's natural reaction. And so your um, gland, some kind of gland that makes you cry, can't tell the difference between being happy, sad, overwhelmed, or stressed. So maybe I was just like overwhelmed with joy at like being in the air conditioning. So yeah. Um, so you just get like a strong signal to your brain that there's a, a strong emotion. So that's your body's natural reaction. So, I mean, it's not that exciting, but we are, yeah, there's lots of anxiety in the air mm-hmm. and lots of things going on in my life personally. So I just think, yeah, like all my emotions just kind of are living on the surface at all day, every day. And they're like, anything will just let me cry. So yeah, I think I have, I think I have a problem, but that's yeah, okay. That's I a think fun problem. Uh, everyone with, um, a conscience has low grade yeah. anxiety right now. Yeah, so totally. <laughs> or like, everyone with like a moral compass. Basically. Totally. Yeah. It's um, just fucking sucks. Yeah. Can I ask a, well, can I ask a little bit of a personal question? Sure. I guess? Um, are you on birth control? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Because I know that there hasn't really been a lot of like concrete, um, there's been a couple different scientific studies about like how birth control affects mood swings mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and they all are kind of contradictory. So there's some that right. say that it does cause, cause mood swings to be on birth control. Um, Obviously, hormonal, the pill, hormonal birth control. However, they do say that it's usually people who are more prone to anxiety or depression are the ones that experience mood swings. Um, And also, there was a study in like 2016 Hmm. that I had read about that it found that um, women during the week that you don't take your pill or when you're taking the sugar pills, you have your your responses to your emotions are better or something like that. Oh, weird. Like That's super interesting. You respond to emotions or you oh. have emotional responses in an appropriate way. Oh, I feel like it would be the opposite. I know. Yeah. But that was during the, um, when you had on your, on your period. Right, right. Which is so, like, anyway, I don't feel I like. I wish there was more concrete right. evidence about that because I've always sort of blamed my weird crying right. and not sure. understanding why moments on yeah. birth control or hormones. Sure. Um, specifically, I've, you know, dabbled in many different types of birth control <laughs> in my life. A connoisseur, um, if you will. Yes, I've, uh, I've sampled them all. I've gone <laughs> birth control tasting in Napa with my girlfriends on the weekend. And, um, (laughs) one episode that sticks out in my mind is like, um, one time I was, I was on this new type of birth control pill, which I cannot remember which one it was. Mm. Um, it probably ends in an N because I feel like they're like, right. Cyclin. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, try Levelin, ortho tricyclin. (laughs) Look at you. Um, But I was with Chris at a record store in (laughs) Davis and I was so upset that he was taking too long. I feel that emotion constantly (laughs) with Edgar in the record store. I mean, I enjoy music too, but I like, I get, I fucking can't handle it. Right. And I remember this one particular time 
I left the store and sat in the car and sobbed. <laughs> I love it. Which is really embarrassing, but I I blame the... It was the birth control. That's sure. what it was. Sure, jab, jab. The week you weren't on it. Yeah. Or, like, <clears throat> I feel like I cry a lot for unreasonable things, like, when I'm hangry, too. Oh, so for maybe sure. I was in that store. For I don't sure. re- You know, I don't recall, but perhaps I was yeah. in there and I didn't eat breakfast or whatever. Probably. It's kind of like when you're with your partner and you get in a huge argument. Right. Um, like, when you're trying to find somewhere to eat. Right. Because you're both, like, hangry. So hangry. I cry sometimes during those. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to I know. Why do you want to get a burrito? <laughs> I know you eat them a lot at lunch and you can't eat them for dinner. But I love them. But I want them. <laughs> um, something, a couple more things I wanted to just mention is that women are biologically built to cry more often than men. So awesome for us. Basically, <laughs> it has to do with the size of our tear ducts, and men can oh, eat. I, th- I literally thought you were going to say it has to do this. Has to do with the size of our tits. <laughs> that too. I think the smaller, the more you cry, because. That's my excuse. That's us. that's us. Hey, we cry a lot. Itty bitty titty come <laughs> But um, anyway, men can blink away the tears easier. So women, like, it just pours out of our faces. So that's kind of interesting that women are perceived to cry more in the workplace when probably men are crying too. They're just blinking it back better. Yeah. You know, that kind of goes along with anecdotally in my life, men have better <laughs> eyelashes than women. So it's maybe so unfair. Is, maybe helps, that's what it's for. It like, flutters the air. It, like, yeah. The only reason men have long eyelashes is to protect them from crying. From crying, to be in touch with their emotions. Yeah. Also, um, apparently, you know, obviously crying restores your emotional equilibrium. And mine has been all kinds of out of whack since November. So I think that anytime I have the opportunity to cry, my body's like, yes, yes, release. Like, mm. the world is crazy. What's mm-hmm. happening? Um, also, there's an old theory that um, says that all crying arises from the notion of perceived helplessness. So maybe my brain was tricked by the giant movie screen. And I was like, this crazy scene is happening around me and I don't know what to do. And I don't know. That's just my theories. Wow. <laughs> Dope deep. That's yeah. Seriously, did that's you pretty interesting? Did you happen to see? There was this really cool um, commentary in L.A. Times by Meredith Warner, um, titled "Why I Cried Through the Fight Scenes in Wonder Woman." Yeah, I did see that. Did yes. you read it? And I exactly did the same exact thing. Like oh, I yeah. cried during the scene that made me cry instantly. And it was the same thing where mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh my God, why like, am I, why am I, getting um, emotional it now. seemed like an odd moment to mm-hmm. have tears mm-hmm. was when she's in the front lines, the very first scene where right. she is like, we have to do something. Yes. And she gets up and like is um, using her like arms to block the bullets and right, she's running right. and, and you see her in her like Wonder Woman outfit yes, for the first time. Totally. I was... Totally crying. Yeah, during this, that scene, and and you're not alone. I, I feel like they, in this article, she talks about like many women told the director that that was their first response, and that's what she wanted it to be was for that specific scene. Yeah, that um, the director Patty Jenkins um, wasn't too surprised when she heard that, and she said she's heard that a lot because for the first time we as women got to see like this powerful yes. character. Um, you know, be at the front 
of a movie like this. I think it was, like, I think that was sort of the moment, for sure, where I realized how we don't see that ever. <laughs> right, right. And, and I so guess- it was, like, weird because we're so used to not identifying with the lead role. Right. So. And I think, too, yeah, like, she kind of, this kind of touches on that. Um, she says, I, and a lot of the crew and people were questioning, like, why are we doing this scene? Like, who is she fighting? Like, what is this about? Like, it doesn't make sense here yet. And then for her, it was like, it wasn't about that. It was about Wonder Woman. So, again, like, that's why I think it resonated so heavily with all of our, all of us that got to see, you know, this awesome superhero for the mm-hmm. first time. I like to picture, like, an entire theater of women, like, crying during that scene (laughs) totally (laughs) um so why don't we deep dive into our next part um where we want to talk about what made you cry this week this is our regular feature if this is the first time listening we always talk about what we cried about this week um do you want to go first (laughs) sure I'm, i'm sure it'll overlap some but um hurricane coverage 100 um Number one, I have a short list. Number one, Kristen Bell being a fucking hero, like, times 20. What did she do? I actually don't even know. So she was in Orlando filming when the hurricane was coming, and she couldn't get out soon enough. So she had to stay in her hotel, and all these other people who, like, knew her personally, who were also actors that had worked with her, um were reaching out to her on social media saying, you know, my my fa- my parents are stuck or my aunt is stuck. And she would go out and, like, rescue them and bring them to the hotel. Oh, my God. Then, like, they brought in all these, you know, a convalescent home they brought into the hotel. And she was, like, performing for the troops. Like, she was singing. She was doing wheelchair races with them. She was, like... So sweet, singing with these, you know, older people. It was just, like, so sweet and amazing to just, like, see her step up and, you know, kind of take on that huge role of, you know, entertaining the crowds while they were, like, scared out of their minds waiting in a hotel to see what was going to happen. So That's just really, really cool of her. Yeah. Every time I saw one of her posts <clears throat> about it, um, I would, yeah, I would tear up instantly. Where was she posting about it? On her Instagram what stuff? So, oh, yeah, yeah, just her Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was all like kind of you know like phrased like to her husband like, "Sorry, I found the new love of my life," and she's like singing this sweet song with this old man, and it was Aww. just like really sweet. Like it just I don't know. I feel like she has a really big kind heart, even though I don't know her at all. But go Kristen Bell. Yeah, she um, she is like the celebrity spokesperson for Path. Oh um, right. So she yeah she's a pretty neat. Yeah. Lady. I like her. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously like the community response of, you know, people just helping people. And there was no no political agenda surrounding it. It was just like, you're stuck. I'm going to bring my boat out and come and get you or, you know, make this human bridge of people. Oh, yes. Just like all that crazy kind of coverage. And then lastly on the hurricane stuff is the dad who was playing his piano in the water. Like he he's a pastor, Eric, Eric Harding. Um, he went back into the house afterward to grab some toys for the kids and, you know, just kind of see what what was up with the house. And, um, 
and the and the, one of his sons was really worried about the piano, and so the piano was like up to water, almost to the keys, and so he sat at the keys and like just played a little ditty. But you know, it's like in the dark, in the water. He's sitting in this gross water, like just playing the piano for his son to like bring back. And, and how, it was just how do you think somebody could find that video if they haven't seen it? Oh, um, I mean, I saw it all over Instagram as well. Like probably a guy playing in a piano. Yeah, a piano. And I feel like yeah, there was a ton of articles. Um, what was his name again? Uh, Eric Harding, spelled A-R-I-C. So he, you know, and he said, we were used to having, we were used to, sorry. (laughs) There's kids playing outside. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's not what I wanted to read. I really think God is going to do something completely new here, and I'm excited to see new beauty in the suffering. So, you know, obviously he's a poignant pastor and, you know, really framed this in like a positive way. So he's a red dude. What about you? What made you cry? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to have to say um, some of the 9-11 stuff. Mm. Um, so StoryCorps did, has an amazing series related to September 11th where their goal is to uh, record stories about every single person who lost their life. Um, oh, on wow. 9-11. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm not sure if it's specifically to the World Trade um, sure. Center or mm-hmm. if it has to do with... The flight. Like 93. anyone. Yeah. Anyone that oh. day. Like, right, right. Like, you know, firefighters and things like that. There was one particular video that was pretty amazing, and hopefully I can play some of it for you. Yeah. It was kind of a little love story. This guy, um, Richard Pecorella... So just by that last name, you might <laughs> guess he's from New York. He <laughs> is um, like this Italian-American um, dude from Brooklyn. He straight up sounds like Tony Soprano, his voice. <laughs> um, I love Tony Soprano, by the way. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's him telling his story about his fiance Karen Jude. They were engaged to be married, uh, but she died. Um, she worked in the <sighs> buildings. And basically, he just tells his story. He was talking about he how he is this kind of like macho Italian guy that would have road rage, and she, you know, <laughs> would always calm him down. And she Aww. was this calming presence, and always taught him to like think twice before he sort of unleashed his anger on right. people. And so, um, unfortunately, uh, he so he worked in a in a. Um, an office building across the East River, and so he had a perfect view oh, of the towers. So he saw That's them burning, so and wild. so it's just—it's a very brief video telling his yeah. story. It's really more of a love story. And I miss her eyes. Her eyes sparkled to me. One day they were blue, next day they were green, depending on how the light hit them. Karen, I'll always be in love with you, and I will see you again. I will do enough good to make it up there. It's very sweet. So pretty much any, yeah, any of those StoryCorps um, videos, I just love what they do. It's just, I mean, I would would die to be a part of that organization and, you know, contribute in any way because what they do is pretty amazing. So all of those were, like, going all over the place on September 11th, and that was kind of my, the one that really hit me. Yeah, I feel like I stayed away from it maybe purposely. Like, I just didn't want to... Load any more anxiety and sadness on myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I There's saw... There's so much current <clears throat> things happening. Yeah. And, you know, I lo- I appreciated, like, the very sweet tributes and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't think I need to relive that this year. I'm like, it, it's okay. Yeah. But um, I was... 
all of the, you know, the 9-11 coverage. I did hear a little bit of it on KCRW and as well as, you know, other stories about hurricane and, you know, just humanity being great. And <clears throat> Jason Bentley play, he always plays like the perfect intro song, like coming off of news stories. Mm-hmm. And he played that old Star Sailor song. Good Souls and like the lyric and I was like bawling on the way to work listening to like Aww. this 1999 pop hit by Star Sailor because the lyric the lyrics that were like making me cry also reminded me of Mr. Rogers um oh, you I know Mr. Rogers yeah and the the lyrics that were um and I turn to you and I say thank goodness for the good souls that make life better as I turn to you and I say if it wasn't for the good souls life would not matter so and just remembering that Mr. Rogers yeah. quote. <laughs> yeah, look <laughs> like, for all the people who are helping who are doing, the helpers. Yeah, look for the helpers. So just trying to always remember that in my daily crusade. Like, just be a helper and look for the other helpers and ignore the rest. Absolutely. That's all we can do right now. That's all you can do. Yeah. And you want to know my favorite Mr. Rogers quote? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a song. <laughs> Yay. I um, love that we're all raised on Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is the bomb. The bomb. Um, it's uh, You Can Never Go Down the Drain. <laughs> and it's a song that he sings on acoustic guitar sitting next to a bathtub. <laughs> and it's about kids that are scared that they might get sucked down oh, the drain. I remember that. I remember that fear. The, the song is just like, you can never, can never, can never go down the drain. Aww. You're bigger than the soap. You're bigger than the drain. That's you so cute. You can never cute. go down the drain. Yeah, that's my I favorite Mr. Rogers song. Oh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> we got to do like a whole session somehow, Mr. Rogers. Oh, my God. Like things from Mr. Rogers that today make us cry. Like these two things. Yeah. Or like when he visits, visits Crayon Factory. Yes, Crayon Factory. I, why is that the one video that everyone remembers? Like, Yeah, because he went to a lot. Yeah, like he did what a else? lot. I literally can't remember I don't anywhere know. else. I don't know. Junkyards, maybe? I don't know, but Crayon Factory like, is stuck. Do you say crayon or crayon? Crayon. Crayon? Crayon? Crayon. Pass I think crayons. I say crayon. Crayons. I'm going crayon. to draw a picture with these crayons. Crayons. <laughs> Anyways. Crayons. Um, I... Crayon. I also cried a few times on that Netflix series, Atypical. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's really good. It's, like, really thoughtfully written. It's not too cheesy. Like, and I love Jennifer Jason Lee and Michael Rapaport. And, you know. It's he's a, autistic, yeah, right? Yeah, it's about an autistic boy. And he's in high school. And, you know, he has a younger sister. And it's just really good. And there was just very sweet, thoughtful moments that had nothing to do with what anyone said. But just, like... Very sweet moments between the father and daughter that were nonverbal. So mm, it's really good. That's a sign of good acting. Yes, so good. Um, it's only eight Wait, episodes. Wait, does the daughter have autism too? No. Oh. She's, yeah, she's, whatever, I forget what the term is. Normal born? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Neuro. Able bodied? Able minded and bodied? I don't know. Yeah. That sounds um, creepy. I don't know, but. My daughter's like, able bodied. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get in trouble for yeah. this part. Um, but those are the things that made me cry this week. I don't know if you have any others. Um, 
Well, if we're plugging TV shows, <laughs> one that did make me like have feel really good and perhaps tear up a little bit because it's very sweet is the show Better Things on FX. Oh, yeah. Um, they have the first season on Hulu now. It's like the female Louis C.K. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. With Pamela Adlon. Yeah. Um, Who? She was on Louis C.K. if you don't yeah, know the name. She's also the voice of Bobby from King of the Hill. Oh, wow. Um, she I has never a lot of cartoon that. voices. What? Yeah. As in the show. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, but that show is, um, I mean, it's about her being a single mom, and so it's really about being a mother and her relationship with her daughters. It's amazing. It's awesome. Those relationships are so good. They're yeah. so real. I mean, they're based. You watch the show then, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They're yes. based. Obviously on her light, loosely yes. based, but like it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really good. I'm excited for season two. That's starting this week, oh. I think. But we, we won't be able to watch yeah. it on for a while, so uh, maybe we'll buy it. Or someone will give us their passwords. <laughs> uh, my email address. Anybody? Is. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Okay, I think for me that's yeah. And then I don't know if you thought of a crybaby of the week. So this is also another regular feature that we do where, um, to put it as I did last time, where somebody is being a crybaby in a fucking stupid way yeah. <laughs> and not in an in- endearing, like, right. my name's Mel, my name's Del, we, we like to cry. cry, and it's cool, way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I couldn't, I mean, I always want to do the president, but I don't know. Anything specifically. Anyone basically complaining about anything because <laughs> if your house wasn't destroyed in a hurricane shut or in up. an earthquake, like, please, that's, please yeah. just shut the fuck up because that's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. that's actually been my, um, my mindset. Like, right. if I'm dealing with difficult people sure. in my work life that's or great. if somebody's being a dick to somebody in, in a customer service, right. um, I'm just, that's what I think to myself. I'm right. like. You know what, dude? Seriously. Your house isn't underwater. You're going to live. You're fine. You're going to go home. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay, little boy. So those are my crybabies of the week. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's a really good reminder just to be aware. And and to a little... What? Losing my words. Um, Oh, here. Let me pour you some more. More wine. So to go, you know, similar to what you're saying is... You know, for me, it's really annoying to see celebrities complain about stuff right now. And, you know, to be fair, they're putting it out there for the world to see. And, you know, they don't need to be judged and critiqued for every little thing. But I do really appreciate Busy Phillips. Busy, if you're listening, I love you. Come be on our podcast. (laughs) Come be on yours. Stop talking about medical stuff and come talk about crying with us. I know you would love it. Um, But she always says... She has a podcast with her husband about health right right yeah yeah yeah. we're not doctors yeah Um, so she you know I follow her religiously on her Instagram stories and she does several throughout her day every day so I feel like we're best friends and um but she always prefaces it with like look guys I know I'm privileged I know that like I could have things way worse and there's people that are you know drowning and whatever but blah 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 so I I really like that she's I appreciate that too yeah so yeah it's still She's calling herself out. She's yeah. self-aware. She yeah. yeah. She's a good good person. Yes. Be my friend. Be my friend, busy. Please be our friend. <laughs> we have so much 899 uh rosé to share with you. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think we're ready for our song of the week. <sighs> Mel did it again. She picked a real good one. 
Yeah, this one is not our namesake. It's not related right. to the name of our podcast, right. but... I'm still crying. It is Guns and Roses. Ooh. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't you cry So, of course, we both watched the video because the 90s songs with videos are the best. Mm -hmm. They're so good. Little films. 1991. 1991. um, So, uh, less about the song, more about the video. For me, uh, first thing I thought when the screen opened was, girl, put some pants on. Those jeggings aren't going to save you. Because oh <laughs> Axel's in full-on jeggings. Wait, wait, the whole video or at the, just at the beginning when he's like a snow guy? I think uh, so the, just the, the beginning. Okay, let's just let's start from the very top. Yeah. So the video directed by Andy Morahan. Um is uh, it begins with a close-up of a baby's eye, presumably oh, right. a very green a- eye, Axel's <laughs> eye, perhaps. Oh, probably, yeah. Um, and then it shows Axel like dressed sort of as like a pirate or Civil War soldier, right. and he's like carrying a bottle, and he's like in the snow. Right. This is like a very short scene, and yeah, then it cuts, like, and then you're like, "What's going to happen?" And yeah. then something totally different, like a rooftop. Right? Yes. Uh, yeah, there, a lot of the video is, like, shots of uh, GNR um, playing on a rooftop right. with, like, helicopters surrounding them. It's very yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also lots of, like, very, uh, like, uh, it's it's him and his girlfriend, his real girlfriend at the time. Right. Um, what's her name? The Stephanie, Stephanie Seymour. Seymour. Stephanie Seymour, the model. Who now, um, like, makes out with her son all the time. Ew, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, Google Stephanie Seymour and her son, and, like, he's, like, a teenager. I mean, is she European? I don't know. But, like, Uh, they, like, kiss on the mouth and stuff, and it's weird. Anyway, sorry. That's, like, Angelina Jolie. Her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Um, Yeah, so they're, like, (laughs) fighting over a gun. Right. That he's, like, presumably going to shoot himself with or something, and they're, like, having this aggressive fight. And first thing I thought with that beginning of that scene was, oh my God, domestic violence in the early 90s uniform. Because she's wearing like the tight, like body, white bodysuit, jeans, a big fat belt, and like long hair. Yes. Like super 90s uniform. That is the uniform <laughs> straight up. That's like Selena. Yeah. Selena's outfit. Bitty bitty boom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they're like fighting and wrestling with a gun. Yeah, and... um this is all part of a like a, the trilogy of videos. Mm. So it's this one, November Rain, and what's the third? Estranged. So the same director and writer like did all oh, these wow. three videos for Guns N' Roses. So they're all just like these weird, super '90s looking videos that are like really symbolic of, right, right. of stuff but and like super cheesy symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but my favorite scene is when. I don't know if it's my favorite. I just right. was just like, I fu- I, let me just say this. I actually really hate Guns N' Roses. <laughs> me too. I okay. think a lot of people do. But I do have a special I place. I think a lot of people love them like well, yeah, in like say, an ironic way. Well, I have a special place in them in my heart because one of my aunts is like obsessed and loves them. And like that's her jam. Do you think Axl Rocks? Axl, Axl Rose. <laughs> this always happens. At least, yes. Yeah, Silver Stone. <laughs> 
Axel Rose, do you think he's attractive in any way? Yes. Ew. So, no. at the very beginning, I was like, oh my god, he's so cute back Are then. Are you fucking kidding me? And then me? I was like, wait, who's that other guy singing with him? Do you Did you notice that on the rooftop? Oh, the blind melon dude. Shannon Hoon. Yes, and who's then, way cuter. And then I was like, oh, Shannon Hoon, I remember him. But also, it was very strange to me because I feel like I, you know, came of age in the era of grunge. And grunge was like an instant reaction against Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith and that kind of butt rock. Yeah. And Shannon Hoon, like, walked the line and was on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was with Guns N' Roses. That's because he did a coke. <clears throat> and, then, <laughs> and then he's, like, you know, the, the B-girl guy, like, in that era. So I thought that was really weird. Yeah. Like, he was on both sides of that fence. Shannon. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. I see you. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, I, what, one thing so I was going to say, out. yeah, is that with Axel, I particularly think he's gross when he has facial hair. Oh, yeah, that's I'm creepy. I'm just like, stop. Yeah, 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 No. I don't like that <laughs> at all. Um, also, I don't, but you know what? I find Slash to be really hot. But you can't even see his face. <laughs> <laughs> but when you can, it's like really it's hot. It's dreamy. I don't know why I do. And then I Googled him because I'm like, mm-hmm. what does he look like now? And fuck, dude, not, not hot. good. Not good at all. I mean, that was like 30 years ago. Yeah, but so. like in his prime, like I would, I'm, do they have that? Are there people that are like, I'm an Axel girl. I'm a slash oh, girl. Oh, Well, I would be a slash girl. Now and it like, would be hashtag slash. Yeah. <laughs> You need that t-shirt. So basically the whole video is, like, Axel and his, like, angry girlfriend fighting the whole time. Right. Like, <clears throat> she beats up. Like, he in one scene, he's, like, playing piano with this hot blonde chick. Right. And then his fight. Stephanie Seymour comes in. And, yeah, it's, like, this really long cat fight scene. It's, like, so cheesy. It's and so then there's And then there's, like, scenes with Axel... It, with, like, a psychiatrist, and he's, like, possessed or right. something. Right, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why does this hospital room have three mirrors? Or there's three different axles? Like, I guess he's, like, fighting the demons in his head. I like, think it's supposed to... I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. I know... Okay, first off, I know that this video was inspired by a short story that, like, one of his buddies wrote, this guy Del James. You could actually find the short story online. Oh, gosh. And, um... God damn it, I thought I wrote down a quote from that short story because there was something about... I wish you would have. There was something about the guy... Oh, I don't even want to go into it. Like, <laughs> like him, like, like jacking off to a picture of his girlfriend or something oh, really wow. weird. Like, a really long scene of yeah. that in the short Ooh. story. About this girl that he broke up with or something. <laughs> his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it's extra creepy because Axel Rose is, like... A known domestic abuser. Right. One of my quotes that I have here is, I still love you, even though I seem to have an anger problem. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's just weird to me that, like, all these videos have, like, all this domestic violence and, like, the scene where, like, the chick is in the car with Slash and she's, like, fighting and punching him. And and he's laughing. And he's laughing. I thought that was kind of funny, though. And then... Same thing as the last video we talked about. She mouths, fuck you. And, like, <laughs> it's just like, ooh, that's nutty. Like, yeah. so good. And then it, they drive, and then they drive off a cliff, and the car right. literally explodes. And then right. it just cuts to a scene of 
slash like wailing on his guitar yeah. um, on the top of the cliff. I feel like there was so much going on. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was just like, so he's dead now. Now he's reborn. Well, what's the, thing the plot? Is, he's like, abusive and goes nuts and dies. Like, that's the plot, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. So, I guess the song is about his um, his ex-wife, maybe, right. that he married for like two seconds, Aaron Everly. Yeah. And did you... Okay. So, I was like reading up on that. Yeah. And, you know, she had alleged that he like did all this crazy fucked up stuff to her when when they were together and Don't like even doubt it. one of the things that she said was that Axel Rose removed all the doors in her apartment in what? order to keep an eye on her, an yeah. eye on her That's some and she also shit. said that he claimed to be possessed by the spirit of late Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham oh and believed God. that in a past life we were Indians and that I lived and that I killed our children, and that's why he, he was so mean to to her in this life because he thought that she had killed their children what in a past life. The fuck, he was like, Axel. so he's like really like it's known that Axel Rose is like really into like past life uh, oh transgression or whatever it's called, yeah. where they like go through therapy, right? And supposedly that's why he acts like a little baby all the time <laughs> because he says that he was like like that he had. Um, through this past life therapy or whatever, he found he realized that he had been like molested at age two or something. Wow! And so that's why he's like a little baby all the time because he's like stuck in this like two year old mindset. I feel like he needs a better therapist. <laughs> yeah, I but know. I will say, even though I don't like Guns N' Roses or Axl Rose, and I would bone slash. Um, <laughs> In those days, not now, not now. <laughs> I will say that I actually do like this song. Really? The sound of it, yeah. Yeah. I kind of dig it, like, I more guess. than other Guns N' Roses yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, it's not as, like, epically cheesy. It's epically yeah. cheesy. But, I don't know, I'm thinking. But also, I mean, I guess you said you pointed out it was part of a trilogy. Yeah. But I was just wondering, like, why all their music videos take place in a graveyard? But I guess maybe that's part of, it, like, a... Th- through I think it's supposed to be like I think like I don't know dude I think it has to do with like past lives or like (laughs) reliving your life I don't know I honestly was just like this is stupid (laughs) this is really stupid but But the director who did it he did a bunch of like well-known music videos Andy Morahan he did the Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls, oh, super famous nice. video. He did George Michael's father figure. Um, and he also did Mariah Carey Vision of Love, among many, many, many <laughs> other videos. Like, straight up. Like, if you look at his whatever yeah. Wikipedia page, uh-huh. you'll f- it's, like, endless. He That's did so, so many crazy. videos. Like, how sad for the music video directors of today. I just feel like that's a lost art form. Of course, they still make music videos, but... I don't know. It's different. Yeah. Like, it's one, I don't know, once in a while. I guess mm-hmm. I just don't watch enough. Do they still play music videos on MTV? Probably not. I don't know. I it's think like I, all reality shows. Right, because, huh? like, YouTube exists, so you can just, like, look up. And then, you know, when famous songs drop, that's a good crybaby, <laughs> is... Taylor Swift's music video director. What happened there? Oh, my God. So there was, like, this, you know, visceral reaction to her new video, which is, like, stupid. I don't know if you've seen it. 
but uh, that she's copying Lemonade or something. Right. And I honestly don't care about Taylor Swift at all, so I just like don't even care about. So yeah, like. Whatever. She ripped off everyone like everyone else does. Oh, because... Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. And so the music video director, like, he just won't shut the fuck up about how this was his vision and it's so original and Beyonce copied him and it's just, like, so... Beyonce copied him? Like, trying to say that she copied some other thing that he previously did and it's just so stupid. People need to, like, learn how to not react so like be so reactive to things right because it makes you look worse yeah yeah makes you look like an idiot like a crybaby yeah like a crybaby <laughs> but not in a good way i don't know how to close it out yeah we're gonna end with an amazing song guess what it is <laughs> and do yourself a favor and go watch the videos yes the trilogy Get some Kleenex. (laughs) Keep crying.